This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Warning, this episode has some swear words and other words from the former Minister for Women, Tony Abbott. Put your onions out, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to get me cancelled. <laughs> That'll be fine. Keep it in. Keep it in. I will. Yep. Hello, Maddie. Oh, hello. It's been a journey. It has. Um... The internet is not our friend today, but that is absolutely fine. Happy to be here. Yeah, blessed. Too blessed mm. to be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. What a quote. Um, and speaking of quotes, that actually brings me to what I'm going to talk about this week. I thought I'd Amazing. do something a little bit different okay, rather than any kind of like historical narrative. Because um, Maddie, I know you you like politics. You're interested in it. Sure. You know facts about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd play a fun little game of guess who. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, where I've just got like a series of things that politicians have said, mostly at work, sometimes to the media, other times when they've stopped being a politician. Oh, my God. But yes. quotable quotes. And then it's your job to tell me who said it uh-huh. and what they're talking about. Oh, What's okay. the context? Okay. And see uh-huh. see if you know. And otherwise, I, I do have the answers, but... Yeah. What do you think? I feel like this is Fix and Specs, and you're Adam Hills, and I'm F. Warhurst. And I'm like, hello, I'm ready to tell you about my specific area of knowledge and also try to be <laughs> funny at the same time. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, and that's all Stunning. I will do because of copyright. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, a lot of them are relatively recent, but I've sprinkled in some older ones uh-huh. as well. Um, and I reckon we'll just we'll just see how it goes. There are a couple of just, like, questions as well Great. in here. We can dive right in, I reckon. Mm. I'm excited. Mm. Wow, well, I mean, the first, the first one is a classic. Uh-huh. But I assume you know. All right. uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, well may we say God save the mm. Queen because nothing will save the Governor General. Yeah. That's Mr. Goff. Mr. Goff, yep. Goff Whitlow. <laughs> Goff Whitlow. Goff Whitlam is his Christian name. But, That's true. Mm-hmm. But personally, I know him as Goff Whitlow, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're talking about the famous dismissal. We are. Uh, yeah, where he basically got booted from being the prime minister and the governor general had his hand in that um big big times big times when was that november what year i don't know what year that was specifically it was the 11th of november yeah 1975 75 i knew it was 70s great yeah the 11th of the 11th yeah and he's Mm. outside parliament yeah absolutely swarmed by um not just not just media, but also the public. Like people mm. went out and uh, protested on the, yeah. on the on the steps, and were just like, 
what the hell is going on? It was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and all like the palace papers and that only came out really like recently that mm, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's like how much of a hand did the queen have in it? It's like the queen didn't really care. The queen was busy. Yeah, she was she busy. She was busy it, that day. He's right to blame. <laughs> Put some blame on the governor general. Yeah. Um, so that one, I mean, that's a bang. And there's, there's a lot of these whole episodes. Some of them are not. Yeah, great. Um, Strong start. Next one. Next one that I've got. A little bit more recent. If I can't be loyal to the leader, then my judgment is I resign. It wasn't Gillard, was it? No. Who? If I can't be loyal to the leader, then I resign. Yeah, my brain went on. Maybe it was when Gillard was talking about how, like, her and Kevin went head to head and she was like, whoever loses retires. But, um, no, I don't know. Mm. So this was in 2018. And it was the then the Home Affairs Minister, Peter Dutton, oh. pledging his allegiance to Malcolm Turnbull oh. five months before he tried to roll him for PM. Gosh. So he changed his mind. Yeah, quite significantly, some may say. Mm. Um. <laughs> um, it didn't work for him. That's how we have Scotty. Um, yeah, wow. Mm. And then who knows, Dutton... Dutton could swing in there and be PM any minute now. <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord. Uh, well, because I don't think he stands by this statement anymore. No, no. Mm. Okay. This um, this one, um, it's a video message from a – I'm going to give you – from like a former politician. So this is not while they're in, in office. And I have removed one word because it gives it away. Mm. Right. Come the end of August, having overcome the problems of my knee surgery, I'm re-entering the field. So any of you guys who are looking for a championship game, I'm available. Let my office know through direct message. And then signs off with be very good and get ready to die. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me. Um, I recorded that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I don't know. See, when you said former politician, I thought, like, oh, it's going to be Turnbull or Rudd because they have made a career out of being like, well, these are my opinions. Mm. Could be. Get ready to die. I don't know this one. I feel ashamed for not. If you'd said their name, if it is Turnbull or Rudd, which it's one of them, who do you want to swing for? Yeah. Rudd. Yeah. Because the yeah. word I left out was, so any of you guys who are looking for a handball championship game, oh, that's I'm him. available. Yeah. yeah. But this was in 2019. Yeah, like, that's why I was confused. That's why I ruled him out because... Mm. It's long after he's in office and for seemingly no yeah. reason, he's signing handballs. It's like, if you want one signed, <laughs> let me know. Oh, it's his true legacy, that handball mm. game at um, Nambour State High School. Yeah. Personal connections to the event myself. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the ready to die made me pick that it was Rudd over Turnbull. Turnbull mm. wouldn't say that. Turnbull's very passive, aggressive, and eloquent, whereas Rudd really like just gets in there and is like mm. violent. There's, there's quite a good pause before he says it. He's like, "Be very good and get ready to die." <laughs> um. oh, yeah. Okay. And then he's. Right, all right. Yeah, sure. there's no reason for it. So he's still doing it. Um, and handball we're talking about, you know, like four square, tennis ball, 
primary school game, not like European handball, not the real no. sport, just so everyone knows. No, no, primary school, dodgy tennis ball or a bouncy ball. Um, Intos was a big rule that was always scandalous. Mm. You know, slipping on a sandwich that someone's abandoned, also pretty scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got my first boyfriend while playing handball. Did you? Yeah, we were date. We dated for a day. Oh, <laughs> in, in grade six, we were playing handball, and he was like, "If I asked you to go out with me, would you say yes?" And I was so taken aback because I wasn't interested in him, but I was like, "Like we kept playing the game," and then later I was mm. like, "Yeah, I guess I would say yes." And then I think we dated for a day. Precious Taylor's oldest time. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's so many people who are like, "Yeah, I basically got proposed to over high school or primary school handball." It checks out. Um, it's Carry serious on. business. All right. <laughs> okay, the next one. Oh, you, I'm going to give you a question. Scott Morrison, current PM, reportedly has an unusual trophy in his office. Mm. What is it? It is a glass, I think it's glass, mm-hmm. boat, and it has some very shitty, like, word TM text on it that says, I stopped these. Because that is he it claims exactly. to have stopped um, the asylum seeker boats. He came up with the slogan before he was PM, I believe. Yeah, yeah that it was, was pre-PM. His, that was his little project. Yeah. Mm. It's true. Someone had a fun afternoon making that atrocious trophy. Yeah, I'm very curious as to who made it, but I don't know. Um... Moving on to a another a small quote. They are small men with small ideas. Who said uh, this and who were they talking about? Julie Bishop? No. Oh, I thought it was gonna be her with the big swinging dicks club. It was I earlier. Hope that's not one that. of I hope it's not one of your <laughs> that nah, could be one didn't. of your quotes for later. Thought that was too easy. Um small men with small ideas. So it was earlier than that. Mm. 2019, it's not that much earlier. 19. In the election campaign. Plibersek? No. Do you want to know who was? Yeah. When asked about, you know, some LNP ministers, Penny Wong. I was going to say it's Wong, isn't it? They're small men with small ideas. Because I can picture her saying it with her South Australian accent and her small Mm. mouth because she doesn't open her mouth very much when she's very angry. Mm. Everything's in the back of her throat. So she would have said, they are small men. They are small men with small ideas. <laughs> yeah, because this is to the media. It's not like in question time or anything where she's powerfully yeah. yelling. Oh, Yeah, there's mm. two modes of scary Wong. And one is the powerful yelling and the other is, yeah, the, the small mouth mm. under the breath. And I think the second one might be scarier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's the like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed tone. Mm. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Okay, so here's another one. <clears throat> I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. Mm. Let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. I knew what it was as soon as you said, you know, people are entitled. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even need to hear the rest, even though the rest <laughs> is the best. Um, that's Mr. Cutter. Yeah, it's Bob Catter in 2017. Um, And that's not me, you know, running those two sentences together. If anything, I left a bit more of a space than... I think you were generous, Than he has. Yeah. It's a run-on sentence. 
Yeah, that was that was plebiscite times. A very treasured time in my life. And um yeah, that was during the fun media circus where he was like, Well, you know, there are more important things and then Tony Abbott was like, Well, people can, you know, maybe maybe they can give me the credit for marriage equality. <laughs> because if it weren't for me and my plebiscite to try and stop it, you wouldn't have got it. Mm. <sighs> and yeah, and this is after the the yes vote yes. passed. Yeah. And that's why he's saying, Oh, you know, crocodiles. Yeah. It's also not correct. I went on a crocodile tour in Northern Mm -hmm. Territory a couple of months ago and it's like um, a First Nations company, you know, like animal safe, like it's, they don't do entertainment with them. You just kind of go along the river and see them and they talk about all these facts. And one guy was like, yeah, that time, Bob, like the the tour host was like, that time Bob Catter said that thing was entirely untrue. There's been (laughs) one person killed by a crocodile in the last like 10 years and it was in 2015 and it was some drongo mm. fisherman who dropped his reel in the water and went in to get it like a kmart reel yeah like and like you'd think we'd hear about it you know we, we would know absolutely so not only is it like an absurd thing to say in relation to that event but it's also factually incorrect fact mm. checker right here cutter <laughs> absolutely um so that's you know Queenslander, Bob Catter, cracked as always. Um, So this one isn't verbal or something. I think it was on on Twitter. But someone's made an unfortunate typo. And so the statement that they've put out is, as I will no longer be of pubic interest, I ask that you please (laughs) respect my family's privacy at this time. Uh, (laughs) Who said this and why was it particularly unfortunate? Oh, gosh. We assume they meant public interest. <laughs> nah. I, I I really hope it's to do with a sex scandal. Was it Barnaby Joyce? No. Oh. Um, it was the one, like the One Nation leader, like Queensland leader, oh. Steve Dixon, yes. who was resigning after a strip club scandal yes, in 2019. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, yeah, I went to high school with the daughter of his PA and cuz Sunshine Coast and mm. yeah, I've I've met him in the flesh in the context of like a grade 10 birthday party where we were all dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> and so that those are my personal connections to Steve Dixon. Um well, yeah, which yeah, is it's hilarious, but that is just like Perfect. <laughs> it is a deeply unfortunate typo. I would made. say a deeply fortunate mm. typo for us as the audience. <laughs> Pubic interest. Okay. All right. Here's another one. While we didn't win, we didn't lose either. This is someone after an election. Federal politician? Yeah. Not recently, Re- though. Not recently. Mm. So they're, they're taking the result well, <laughs> clearly. Well, we didn't win, we didn't lose either. John Howard? No, it was Billy Snedden, the Liberal leader, in after like losing the 1974 federal election oh. to Gough Whitlam. Mm-hmm. Like the Liberals got mm-hmm. 61 
seats. Gough Whitlam got like 66, like Labour got 66. So they won. So it's like Billy Sneddon and the Liberal Party, they did lose. So yeah. We didn't win, we didn't lose either. Uh-huh. Mm. I mean, it's not like it was a wipeout. It's like you're saying, we did get no, some. but. Some seats. But it's like, no, you lost though. Yeah. That's why I thought it might have been Howard because it's the kind of thing he would say around like, we didn't lose because we had a million years in government where we achieved a million things. We took guns off the streets. Um, mm. I'm still the favourite prime minister to this day. Wild. Yeah, I'm not getting yeah. many of these. I mean, you I've got have, some tri- tri- I'll, I'll, I've got some others. Like, should have let's, kept a tally. Mm, that would have been a good idea. Maybe someone at home can... Yeah. <laughs> let, us know. let us if know. If you can tally it up, that would be great. Thanks. Yeah, and if you did better <laughs> without Googling. No prizes, but good for you. Okay, the- this one, I mean, I think this one you may know. All right. No one, however smart, however well-educated, however experienced, is the suppository of all wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) That is the Honourable Tony Abbott. (laughs) Yeah. And it's something I say to this day Mm. because it's fun. The word he's looking for is repository. Yes. Um, Just in case anyone's not sure of the difference, Maddie, what's a suppository? You put it in your bummo. <laughs> That's true. Some medications, they need to go in your butt. Yeah. Yeah. I sold a few of those in my pharmacy days. And let me tell you, no one was walking out with a smile on their dial. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, do, you, do you remember who he's talking about? Who's he describing? No. Nah. It's the, the it's Kevin Rudd because that's when Kevin Rudd was uh, PM in uh-huh. 2013. Uh-huh. See, the butt thing a, just overshadowed any other yeah. information about that for me. It was at a li- liberal like function. Yeah, that makes he sense. Said it. Um, all right, moving on to another one. The poorest people either don't have cars or actually don't drive very far in many cases, but they are opposing what is meant to be, according to Treasury, a progressive tax. That was recently, wasn't it? It was in the last 18 months? No. Oh. I mean, someone's probably said oh. something similar. Maybe I just spoke about it on the podcast recently. Basically, someone's insisting that a proposed fuel tax increase won't hurt poorer yeah, Australians. Yeah, I, I know it's that. I just can't remember who said cars. it. Because it, is it someone within ScoMo's cabinet? No, it's Abbott government. Abbott government. 2014. Who was it? Treasurer Joe Hockey. Oh, mm. it was Hockey. Yeah. Trying to explain. Oh, gosh. That, oh, this, this tax won't bother. It's just like, I mean, yeah, I don't have a car. However. <laughs> Lots of poor people do. Guess yeah. what? <laughs> and they have to drive very far a lot of the time. Oh, what was no? I'm getting confused. There was a quote recently about um, how, like, rather than it was something to do with an upgrade to the roads and women having babies. <laughs> that was a thing recently. I don't remember that one specifically. Oh, I've got I've got some good one about I've got a series of good ones about women actually. Great. Um, We're quite qualified. Yeah. Okay. What the housewives of Australia need to understand oh. as they do the ironing is that if they get it done commercially, it's going to go up in price and their own power bills when they switch the iron on are going to go up. 
That's uh, Toto the Supposito. Tony Abbott. <laughs> Tony Abbott. 2010. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the before carbon, he was... Carbon tax. Yeah. Um, this is before he was Minister for Women. Um, yeah. Yeah. Grim. Yeah, when yeah, they do that. That was part of his carbon tax crusade against Julia Gillard, where he also the signs with like Ditch the Witch and Bob Brown's bitch and all of that stuff happened as mm. well. It was all within that same media cycle. Yeah. Um another one. And like, I mean, no surprise, this is a Tony one, but let's see who he's talking about. They're young, feisty. I think I can probably say have a bit of sex appeal and they're just very connected with the local area. Oh. It's not his own daughters in this instance. No, I know. That's my mm. brain went that to, to that straight away. But I was like, it's not that. Young, feisty, sex appeal. Mm. Ooh. Was it in his final election? It was in 2014. It was during the election campaign. He was asked a question by the media. It wasn't about the lady running against him, was it? It was people in his own party. He was asked. He was asked to compare um, the like former Liberal MP Jackie Kelly with the current Liberal candidate oh. Fiona Scott. Oh gosh! So yeah, that's his own. That's his colleagues. They're they're on in his team. Wow. Mm. Now there's another one. Again, this one's easy, but I do like to read it out. All right. I say to the leader of the opposition, I will not be lectured <laughs> about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. And the government will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Not now, not ever. Not ever. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's our favourite dash hound, Julia Gillard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Prime Minister Julia Gillard in 2012 to Tony Abbott. Yes. Do you remember... The context. I do remember the context. So Peter Slipper, who was the, um, The I think he was actually acting speaker at the Mm. time for another, anyway. Um, But he had been accused of um, sexual harassment through texting to a a junior staff member, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the junior staff member had kind of publicized these texts and there was a little bit of, and I don't approve of this phrase, but like locker room talk, quote unquote, happening. Mm. And then um, Tony Abbott used that to basically slander the entire Julia Gillard government saying that they were sexist. And she was sexist for not getting rid of this guy and blah, 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 blah. And then Julia Gillard was like, one moment, please. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because this is against the, you know, like all the stuff. Like Julia Gillard did not have, I don't think, one moment's piece from sexist remarks through no, her not at all. Career. My favourite line from that speech is, if the leader of the opposition wants to see what sexism look like, looks like, he doesn't need I've got to the, motion a bill in the house. He needs a mirror. Like. I've got that, that, whole, <laughs> that whole section yeah. that I can read if you'd like it. It's a really good speech if you're interested in the whole thing. I, cause the, Just watch yeah, it. Like the Sydney Morning Herald also puts them out if you prefer to read. 
um, the leader of the opposition says that people who hold sexist views and who are misogynist are not appropriate for high office. Well, I hope the leader of the opposition has got a piece of paper and he's writing out his resignation. Mm. Because if he wants to know what misogyny looks like in modern Australia, he doesn't need a motion. In the House of Repre- Representatives, he needs a mirror. He needs a mirror. Yeah. Get him. And interestingly, because that obviously like reported really widely and like internationally, but, you know, domestically, there's like some... People were critical as well because, of course, they were. Yeah, like, in the media. there's a um, insiders conversation on ABC from that time where one of the people talking—I can't remember who it was—but he was like, "This is going to be a global moment. This is a viral moment, and we're not giving it the same weight here." And the other mm. people were like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're exaggerating that." And he was like. It's already got some, you think thousands of views, and if you look at it now, like it clearly is a defining moment. Um, mm. And to this day, she will be interviewed internationally, you know, on American press in American press, and they bring it up. So clearly, yeah. and because and I Obama saw- loved it, like there's that story of him. Uh, watching it and his staff is being like, you know, like Julie Gillard's gone for Tony Abbott, and and him being like. Yeah. Um, There's things where she's talking about how, you know, initially she was just like, oh, no, this is going to overshadow everything else that I've done. But now she's come to terms with it, that it's just like this lives beyond me and that's that's cool, that's fine. Like, because it's not the only thing that she did. But No, but she talks a lot about how when she was prime minister she she thought that if she didn't talk about all of the sexism that was being thrown at her it would go away but it actually got worse Mm. and worse and that's one of her biggest regrets and so the fact that she was able to have that moment and that it has stood the test of time is like one of her now proud successes because she's like yep Mm. i was able to kind of turn the conversation around a little bit and it didn't fix everything but, gosh, yeah. looking at it with 2021 hindsight, mm. it's, yeah, pretty pivotal. And I, I'm pretty sure you can get it on, like, tea towels and stuff if you want some merch. Um, another one. This is more of a context question. All right. Tony Abbott used the phrase, shit happens, when being briefed oh. about the death of a soldier in Afghanistan. Yes, he did. When a journalist questioned him about the appropriateness of his choice of words and asking for context, what was Tony's response? I don't know. Shit happens. It was 28 whole seconds of silence. silence. Yeah, that's right. That awful clip of him being like, just like (laughs) does not compute. He's like, he's (laughs) error 303, file not found. Yeah, it's like he's glitching. Like he shakes his head a little bit, like a bobblehead, and the the journalist is just so baffled. And he, yeah. he says, "Tony, you're not saying anything." Yeah, like, and he sounds genuinely concerned. I mean, it's watching it now, seconds. it's concerning. Yeah, it's a long time. Because mm, I watched it again, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And then at the end, he does say, "I've given you the answer you deserve," and just it's like, "Oh, you haven't given him any answer." Um, yeah, because it's so odd to watch. I do recommend mm. everyone. 
It's my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone. It is so, it's freaking because it's like a normal person would be like, oh, that, that footage is a little bit out of context. Of course, I meant this, blah, 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 but he's just not capable. It's just nearly 30 seconds of nothing. No, he broke. He literally, it's just like he's glitching. And the journalist is right to sound concerns, concerned. Yep. Okay. Um, I've got one that's quite recent. So this is from this year. <clears throat> Great. <sighs> All right. It's been such a great year. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many options. <laughs> this, we could do many episodes in this format. All right. We live in a very diverse society. I think some of the criticism in relation to that diversity has been unfounded. And I am proud to live in, and I love our state, and I love the diversity and the multicultural backgrounds and the religious backgrounds. Diversity should be celebrated. It should not be criticised. Who said this? And what's the diversity that he thinks has been criticised? Did you say state? Yeah. So is it a premier? It is. Is it Andrews? No. It's male premier. A brand new one. Oh gosh. Is it Dominique? It is Dominic Perrottet. Ah, uh, yeah. This is because I, I've had a, I've, I put a bit of a media, I put a bit of a news ban on myself for the last mm. two months because it was getting out of hand. What, what did he do? What happened? Well, this was just like in his initial, like his speech, and then like a reporter had asked him about like his, his Christian yeah. faith. So this is what yes. he's talking about here. Ah, uh, like, yes. And this he's... is him being like, gays are fine as long as they're well, not near me. Because he's also, you know, he lived. He, fortunately, he hasn't done anything too scary since he's been in the role. But yeah, here here he's talking about his Christian faith and how his he feels like the criticism of his diversity. And just in case anyone knows, this is a wealthy, you know, white man. He's mm. devoutly religious. Um, but this Christianity is, I don't think that's. I've never seen it as a diversity. um, No, and (laughs) I've never seen it in a scholarship or anything. You know, no. (laughs) Uh. And like he's, um, you know, they're expecting their seventh child, like to wheel out photos of his kids who are too young to have said yes to that. Um, But yeah, I think this quote's really interesting because it's just like. A lot of questions that people have asked of him is not like, oh, you shouldn't be religious. It's just like, oh, how does this impact on how you do your job? Because he is anti-abortion. He did vote no. Like he's it's just like, yeah. So I think that's interesting that that's his interpretation. Yeah. Of the questions don't, that don't he's receiving. Me. Mm. Anyway, imagine giving birth to seven children. No. No. Thank you. Don't need to imagine that. Thanks. Won't be. Won't be doing it. Okay, here's another one. (laughs) Most of the people in immigration detention came to Australia legally. They're stuck in detention because they don't have a visa anymore. Most of them are using their phones to text their friends and family. They're using it to watch YouTube videos about cats or movie trailers or whatever. They're not using it to organise bloody riots. Is it Jackie Lambie? It is. Yeah. In a surprising moment of being right she she's a very complex person absolutely she's a very complex person she's not a because she's not a party politician she Mm. 
you know, and she does a lot of... She's truly independent. She does a lot of polling, like a lot of kind of public Mm. outsourcing. But wasn't there a weird thing where she ended up not following through? I think that was for something else because there was another thing that came up in my research. I could be wrong. But basically, there's thing where they're just trying to take phones off people in detention centres um, and she did do a big poll. This one, she because she polled people and it was like 96% of people who got back to her yeah. gave her the same answer and she did do it. Oh, it was the Medivac. It was Medivac mm. that she had the secret. So, yeah, it wasn't the phones, but it was the Medivac bill, which was also related to asylum seekers where she, yeah. Yeah, and she didn't want, like, she wouldn't give details of what the deal was. She has threatened yeah. to reveal them, though. Mm. which indicates that maybe (laughs) there are Mm. some problems with the deal. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of interesting independents. I haven't put in quotes from the worst ones because, like, I just don't want to say them. Um, No. There's no Pauline here. Um, (laughs) Okay. So here's two very similar quotes said on consecutive days. This is me doing what I do. I'm out, I'm listening, I'm hearing, and I'm doing. And then the next day... Here in Queensland, I'm listening, and most importantly, I'm hearing, and that means we're doing. <laughs> is it Anastasia? No. No. It's a is visit it to Queensland. A visit to Queensland. They're is in it Queensland. Scott? Is it Scott yeah. Morrison when he visited during the state election campaign mm-hmm. and everyone was like, with that Please. bus? Yeah, yes, yes. So he visited, and there was also like, he did some kind of press with the military and things like that um, it was, in it was all, all these very much seats. yeah it was all very much aligned with the state election um but there was no substance to what was happening which is what like that quote those quotes mm. reveal it was like we're listening we're doing we're blah 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 Most blah blah i'm hearing yeah um yeah and that's because he had a big bus with his name on it and stuff um yeah and- that's right a lot of the time he wasn't actually on the bus. He'd be flying places because like, yep. oh, we don't have time. And then when asked about it, he's like, I'm on the bus. I just got off the bus. It's like, but Scott, you're not always on the bus. What's the point of the bus? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very, very odd. Very, very odd way very to spend odd. money in a campaign. Mm. Okay. So I do have, I've got three more that I'm just, they are all about Scott, our current, Scott Morrison, our current PM. And Maddie, I think you could probably provide context. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't hold a hose, mate, and I don't oh. sit in a control room. Bushfires. Yeah. 2019 on 2GB Radio from Hawaii. That is the Prime Minister. Because he went off, he was on holiday. And- yep. Yep. And his defence was, I'm not a fiery, so get over it. Mm. What's the next one? Wasn't a good look. Okay, a little one. Jenny has a way of clarifying things. Uh, yeah, he spoke to Jenny, his wife, um, was it after the, like, Brittany Higgins It was, because the whole, this where, is this year, the whole yeah. quote, this is Jenny and I spoke last night, and she said to me, you have to think about this as a father first, what would you want to happen if it were our girls? Yeah. Jenny has a way of clarifying things, always has, and so as I've reflected on that overnight, I've listened to Brittany and what she has to say. Yeah. And Tracy Grimshaw tore him a new one. 
and mm. was like, well, one, we have confirmation that you probably haven't reached out in the ways that you said you have. And two, it is also a problem for the prime minister to only empathize with something that affects women through your wife. And it was such an interesting interview because he went on a Channel 9 network assuming that, you know, Thinking he, he was going to be treated a particular way. And Tracy Grimshaw was just like, Gone for the jocular. Yeah. 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 I reckon that's one of the best interviews that happened this year. Like, Mm, I forgot about the Tracy Grimshaw of that all. Yeah. Yeah. She really pulled some stuff out of him. Mm. Um, Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. A strong aura. Her and those, her and those suit jackets are a strong mm. aura. She's threatening. Um, okay, in 2017, the then treasurer Scott Morrison brought something into Parliament. What oh. was it? It was a lump of coal, baby. A literal lump of coal. And he was like, "Don't be afraid of it. Mm. Don't be scared of it. It's okay. Yeah. It's just coal." Literally, um, the quote. He's like, "This is coal." He's holding the coal. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. And then this, the, you can hear the speaker in the background going, the treasurer knows the rule on props. <laughs> and then he keeps going on about coal. I love that there's a rule on props. Like what happened to make that rule occur? Mm, well, I assume shit like this. Yeah. So you can't just don't bring props. I assume that's the rule on props. Can't have them. That's amazing. I've not seen too many yeah. other... And then, of course, you know, in Glasgow in this last week, um, he's not been taken particularly seriously. No. By other international leaders. Yeah. Okay. And so I have one final quote. Mm -hmm. This is a press press conference. The question from the journalist, why are you standing? Like, why are you standing for parliament? A number of reasons. I guess throughout my sporting career, I've had the urge to do community work, and I think I've worked really hard on that aspect in my 16 years in Canberra. And the thing about that is that I was a public figure and I was put on a podium. I was just a person out there making sure that I was, I'm buggered, I'm sorry. And he walks out. Whoa. Hmm. So ex-athlete. Announcing that they're running for office. And then he just walked out. And then deciding that he can't do it. And he changed his mind. In the press conference to announce that he's doing it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Shortest political career ever. 2001 was Mal Meninga. Oh, I should know that. Rugby league. Queenslander. Mm. Uh, What was he running for? I I can't remember exactly. I don't know if it was... State or federal or something. Like yeah. he'd been encouraged to run by a bunch of people. Yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. you know, they were announcing that he was going to do it and then he yeah. changed his mind. He has a strong energy. Like I, I went to school with his niece and nephew because, again, Queensland. Mm. And like I remember it being a thing, being like, yeah, that's – I won't say their first names, but like that's so-and-so and so-and-so, Meninga. Mm. Like that's – you know, yeah, he came to deal, my school big once. Deal, big deal. Um, well, there you go. He may not have mm. become a politician, but he did win us 
seven in a row, baby. <laughs> so, you know, some may say the real arena. Uh, <laughs> it is maybe uh, the shortest political career of anyone. Yeah, literally like, hello, I would like to run. Just kidding. Bye. I've changed my mind. I'm sorry. I'm too tired. Yeah, Did he say I'm buggered? Sorry. I'm buggered. And then he apologizes and he leaves. At least he was honest. I wonder yeah. if it was one of those things where so many people were putting the pressure on for him to do it. And then mm. when he got up on the podium, the reality of it all sunk in and he was just like, I actually don't want to do this. I've been pushed into this and I've made a terrible mistake. I think that is exactly oh. what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Yeah. That's all That's all I've got for today's Guess Who. That was fun. Mm. I enjoyed it. These quotes, I mean, they're all on the record in various places, but I got a nice selection of them from SBS, Junkie, The Guardian, the Museum of Australian Democracy, the ABC and the Sydney Morning Herald. You can follow us on Instagram at Australianorama. Or you can send us an email, australianorama at gmail.com. Maddie, next week. We are actually going to do the Min Min Lights next week. The stars have aligned. The Min Min lights have aligned. Mm. And we're ready to go. It's going to happen. Spooky I have spooky. Yeah, I have some on the ground material from locals as well. Some storytelling. So, yep. That's exciting. Yep. Cool. All right. We'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.